Welcome to another episode of Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives, the podcast that is all about healing through the transformative power of food. Today's episode, we have Kyle joining us, and I'm so excited. First off, I'm grateful that my mom met her at Recipe Oak Cliff here in Dallas, but just hearing her story and her journey, I know, I know, I know it's going to empower you to take your healing into your own power. But before we dive into this episode, before we dive into this episode, you already know. Vibe with me, y'all. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast. Okay. <laughs> Yo, so we're going to dive straight into this thing. And I'm going to start off with this question first, Kyle, this first question. Okay. What, what scared you the most about your healing journey? What scared you the most to make you question. want to change and do something and empower you to take the power in your own hands, to take a shift and say, I got this. The scariest thing. The scariest thing. I guess I would say the thought of maybe can get cancer or having cancer, because you know, the thyroid scare and when I was eating meat, I could feel it literally get stuck or I would have to hit my chest to make food go down when I ate and it scared me. So I guess that was the biggest scare of me having to get thyroid surgery or might have some type of cancer. Okay. All right. I'm with you on that. Um, I had an inflamed thyroid before thyroid disease runs in my family. I've only felt like that pressure on your throat, just trying to breathe or just trying to swallow. And it's just like, oh, oh. Um, got it checked out, but they just said it was inflamed. But to think like that, to feel and have to hit your chest, that's a whole, whole different experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, walk us into this thing. What what was it exactly with your thyroid that was going on? Well, they diagnosed, I had was diagnosed with um, hypothyroidism. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but several, several years ago. And they had me on medicine. And then when they checked me a couple of years ago, they said it was normal. I didn't have to be on medicine. So I'm thinking I'm about to clear my sh- And then about two years ago, they diagnosed me. <laughs> they diagnosed me with four nodules on my thyroid. I'm like, what is that? So I kind of, they were kind of, you know, tell me about it. But they're like, oh, you good? It's not, they tested for cancer. And they said, well, the cancer. So I just really kind of ignored it. And then um, probably about three, four months ago, they wanted to retest it. And they said another nodule grew on it. And now I have five. I'm like, five? I'm like, what What? What am I doing for these to grow? And the specialist really couldn't. He didn't say. He was like, well, it could be anything. And I said, well, how can I get rid of them? How can I get them off my um, thyroid? He's like, oh, you can live with them. As long as you have no problem. I'm like, that's weird. I'm <laughs> So I was just I was just scared. Not really just scared. Just like, what can, how can I get these nodules off my thyroid? Or how can I change? the way I'm feeling. So I just kind of started changing my diet. I got you. What was the first thing in your diet that you decided to change? And before you get into that, was there anybody else in your family that also got nodules on their thyroid before? Not, I think my uncle had, cause I think my uncle had um, got thyroid um, surgery, had his thyroid cut on and all that stuff. But he's the only person I know that has some, something wrong with his thyroid. And that's on my mom's side. Okay. So. Okay. So what was the for me, my grandma, um, my aunt, my eldest aunt, and then my uncle um, with thyroid issues. Um, and then my aunt just had to have surgery, not like a few years ago, 
on hers and like even her voice um, is still trying to strengthen and come back based on all of the things that she encountered uh, with her surgery. So it, it is something real. Um, I don't feel like we talk enough about it. I don't feel like I hear enough people talking about thyroid issues um, in our community. But what was the first thing that you changed when it came to your diet? Oh, the first thing I can go way back two years ago. I first started changing my diet with milk and um, milk and dairy, like all type of dairy. I just took it out, but that wasn't because of my thyroid. That's because I had bad cramps, and I was watching. Um, you, yeah, I had very bad cramps when I just be moody. I just I had bad uh, pre camp cramps the, the first five days before my period came, and then while I was on my period, I was just miserable. I mean, just and I was moody. And I ended up watching YouTube, and there's one um, gynecologist who was a black lady, and she was talking, she was um, on this radio podcast or something, and she was talking about how she healed this black lady who had it, was supposed to get um, a hysterectomy. And she told that, so she detoxed the lady. She detoxed her, she went on just juicing, she fast, she fast juice, and she took out uh, dairy. And she said, take out dairy, you will see a check mark. Dairy, I won't get cramps. So like, that's all I had to take. So I tried it. I literally was like, let me just try to see if it worked. And it worked. I was I was really surprised. But me not doing no dairy first changed my personality. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, moody. I yes, I was you yes. yes, I was just not moody and then I didn't have pre cramps. Then my I didn't have cramps. And then my period went from five days heavy to three days, like kind of medium light. So I'm like, what? So then I don't, so I, that's the first thing I said on my diet was uh, dairy. And every so, time I would eat dairy, every once in a while, I had cramps. I'm like, okay, Kyle, just, just don't eat dairy. I did it too. And I thought it was just like, I saw something on YouTube and they were talking about it too. Like, oh, my periods, it barely exists now that I'm like on a raw diet or, you know, I'm playing yes. Ain't no way. So like, yeah. I was diagnosed in um, 2020, March of 2020, with endometriosis, um, which they claim is more like inflammation. Um, PCOS, yeah. polycystic ovary syndrome. Again, they try to equate that to inflammation. Um, all around like my menstrual health. And that's what I was thinking. It's a menstrual health thing. But I realized that PCOS, endometriosis is a, is a whole body experience. It's not just um, during your periods, um, as well as like two fibroids and then adenomyosis, like endometriosis wow. in my pelvic lining on the third um, in my abdomen. So just kind of like, that's a lot going on that I had no idea was even happening. And I didn't have horrible periods. It would be like the first few days would be very crampish, but it would be like passing a bowel movement when my period was on. Wow. It would be out of this world type of pain, like holding on to the side of the walls, trying to do like Lamaze breathing. And I don't even have kids, but you know what you see on TV. I was just trying to like relax my mind. <laughs> but it was a lot of different things that I was experiencing with my period that I didn't realize wasn't quote unquote normal, um, if that makes sense. And so when I saw that people, yes. you know, said that going plant-based and, you know, taking dairy out of your, 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 your system and out of your lifestyle, would like impact your period? I was like, hmm. That's the same so thing I thought. <laughs> I was like, Let me yeah. try it. So when um, we started at the beginning of this year, at the time of this recording, it's November uh, 2023 and January, towards the end of January. And after that, I slowly but surely saw a difference in my period. Like yes. now, I barely even know when my period is coming. The premenstrual yes. cramps, 
don't exist anymore. Like I have to watch yep. a, a plane because if not, I'll be like, oh, it's here, it's here. When yep. all the board is knocking at the door saying, yo, yes. I'm coming. Be ready. Yes. And like, oh, no. Yes. And then I, I was helping someone else. And she was like, I never knew what I ate affected my period. Um, she suffered from yes. like horrible periods ever since she was child, having to go to the emergency room um, almost every wow. single month. And debilitating pain. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Now, I know a lot of people say, you know, oh, I took it out before. It didn't do nothing for me. But if you consistently you shift consistent, your lifestyle, yeah. you're going to see a difference in your body because I think people underestimate the power of food. No matter whether they yes. think it's good or bad food, the power of food is it's there. And, yes. and I don't think they realize how much they're consuming of the wrong things because they can't see it on the outside that they think is OK yes. when they keep getting it because it's familiar with them. But I, too, I'm right with you, girl, like going plant based, taking that dairy out, even with meat. Um, I could feel a difference because the last meat I took out was seafood and I could, I could smash yes. some salmon and some tuna steak yes. and, and stuff. I was just like, I think I'm all right. I think I'm okay. Cause even with the salmon and stuff, I still saw a difference taking that out of my diet and to my period. Yes. And I was like, okay, they try to say it's okay still, but I was just like, I'm all right. I, I think yes. I'm good. That's so what everybody told me. It was like, huh? How did you like replace it? Was it like a struggle at first? Like, how did you dive into it? Or you went cold, quote, I, quote, quote. I went, I, I dived deep into the deep water and started to swim. Now it's really hard for me to stay focused because I'm starting to miss it a little bit. But it's hard, it's a little bit hard for me because my husband has a transition. So I'm trying to cook me vegetables and I'm cooking him chicken with smacking mama seasoning. <laughs> and I'm over here cooking vegetables for me with no seasoning. So I'm like, so it's been a little bit hard for me now, but the very beginning, I was very disciplined because it was all about, to me, like I told my husband, he had, I, he, I kind of cracked up now, kind of looking back at it because he says, anything, anything hurts with my body, I'm like, what I eat? I'm like, baby, what I eat last night? What I do? <laughs> He's like, why you always blame on what you eat? I say, because it's what I eat that's making me feel bad. But when I, um, but when I first started, I, I just told myself, what type of lifestyle did I want? You know, I'm like, I can either eat what I want to eat and feel bad and be on medicine or either just change my lifestyle and be healthier and not have to be on medicine. I don't like taking no medicine. I could pop a, a Tylenol and an Advil, <laughs> 800 milligram or something like that. But besides that, that's all I'm going to take. So when they start telling me they were going to put me on certain type of medicine that can make me have suicidal thoughts and all that crazy stuff, I'm like... No, I don't want to be on the medicine for the rest of my life. So either I'm going to change my diet. I'm really just trying to change to see if it works. And when I start seeing a difference, I'm like, this really works. It's really about what you eat. <laughs> so it was just easier for me to do it. And then I was just, to me, it ended up being a, it ended up being a journey for me of trying to eat healthier, but it ended up turning to a spiritual, just, uh, it turned into a whole bunch of journeys for me. <laughs> It was self-healing journey. It was the food journey. <laughs> it was everything in one. Yes, it was It was all in one. And I'm grateful for it because it just, I kind of started thinking like, it just happened by chance. But it was God who just set me up to be exactly where he wanted me to be at the right time. Right when I needed to be there. Because I was just eating everything. Is for people to really be intentional on embarking a journey such as this. When not, 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 
that it's like a diagnosis. How do you how important do you think it is for people to truly be intentional about embarking on journeys such as the one you went on? Is 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 very important. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm throwing my I'm gonna send it to my mom once we <laughs> finish, but I you know I tell my mom, you know, she had diabetes and I'm like you could change your whole health if you just change your diet. And she said it's hard. And I can understand because she's a little bit, I'm not going to throw her age out there, but she's older. So I could understand her being sad in her way. But it's very important because what you put in your body, it, it, it makes you, it shapes you, it's your person. It, it, it does a lot to you. So it's just, uh, it's very important. And us as African-American women, like I tell my mom all the time, they don't care nothing about us. We we go to the doctor. We just numbers. We just money. They not gonna. They not gonna. And I'm not trying to blame it on them as you know white people, because I love all my people. <laughs> but they don't. We just it's just a business, you know. Medicine and doctor. They you went in for ten minutes and they bill your insurance two or three hundred dollars. You be like, but <laughs> so I just was like, it's up to you to take control of your own health you know they're gonna they're gonna help you to a certain extent but is it very important for you to do the work and i'll be honest a lot of people got on me saying that i needed meat that i needed uh, fish i need some type of chicken they made me feel bad because i lost some weight so it was very it, it is important that you take your own health and do it do it for you and nobody else that makes how, sense how did, you, how did you maintain that mindset when family and friends had those comments against the lifestyle you were shifting to because i know we we say the d word a lot diet but it was a lifestyle change for you it wasn't yeah. just what you were consuming because you talked about your your spirituality you talked about that as well and you know your healing and with god being a part of that journey and stuff with you so how, how did you hold fast to that mindset that regardless of what people are saying people that really love and care about me they're speaking against the journey that i'm barking on what was it for you that helped you stay on the path towards healing? To be honest, finding God. I mean, I always had God and knew God was in my life, but I just went through an experience that I realized that he is your peace. And he is your love. And as long as you have him, he going to get you through anything. He just, he gave me the strength and the courage just to, to do what I need to do for myself. Because even at the very beginning, you know, my husband was like, it ain't helping you with what you, you you need to eat something, you know, and I'm like, babe, I promise you, if I can eat a rib, I would. <laughs> I want to eat, he makes some good ribs, throw that out there for him. He makes some good ribs. So I wanted to eat, but I just, every time I ate, I just felt bad. You know, my hands were hurting, my back was hurting. So I just prayed and God told me to sit still and, and, and be faithful. He was going to heal me and give me testimonies. And I, I followed his lead and he gave me some testimonies on healing stuff. So, it was really the pattern of faith and knowing that as long as you have faith in God and believe, he is your peace and he is your love and you don't need it from nobody else. That's beautiful. I like that. And I like that you hit on something there. Like when you ate ribs, your your hands started to, to hurt. Um, one of my long sisters uh, found out that she was allergic to certain types of meat. And she was like, now I understand why after I ate, I would just want to lay out and be kind of like in pain and discomfort. And it wasn't that she you know, was overeating, it was the impact that the meat was actually, you know, taking onto her body. And I think that we don't pay a lot of attention to um, how our body responds to certain food, because we're so exactly. familiar, and we just want that texture, um, that flavor, that taste of what we're accustomed to having, 
we're not like, oh, okay, well, my body is saying this or my body is saying that and have the willpower to be able to make that shift to be intentional yeah. about trying something else. Just like you said, I want those ribs. There's plenty of times <laughs> I want chicken. Yeah, and I'm okay with getting some fried oyster mushrooms and keeping it pushing because I've yes. had the chicken before and I know what the chicken hasn't necessarily provided for me holistically. So I'm okay with not going back to the chicken and finding other ways of um, getting that texture and that flavor still a part of my lifestyle that I'm accustomed to. Um, but I yes. like that you, you hit on that part because again, that's still discipline within itself, but it's also saying, this is how I save my life. This is how I yes. continue to live healthy, happy, and free for me. Not because I'm craving this or I like this, or this is familiar, but this is what I'm doing for me. So how, how long were you in that pain when it came to um, your throat? Oh, probably about, to be honest, about a year, year and a half. I just kind of ignored it. I just would do this when I finish eating certain things. I just, I just really just didn't pay too much attention because, you know, when you don't pay attention, it's not, it's not real for you. If you ignore it, it's not really, you know, you just ignore it till you, you get sick, sick. <laughs> so I kind of just ignored it a little bit and just kept, kept it moving. You know, I just really just ignored it. But when I, um, about um it really started taking effect in um last october i really can't remember the dates because i don't really pay attention to dates but my my body started hurting my hands started hurting and i thought it was carpal tunnel so i think me would try not to have arthritis and googling things that eat and especially diagnosed with fibromyalgia too i'm like what is that and i'm like what huh what is I was just getting titles for too much. And it sounds like, I'm like, I know they said we turned over 40 things I heard, but I'm like, Lord have mercy. I'm not, I'm like, it 30, like it was 30 for me. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. What's going on? Yes. Okay. Whoa. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, I got to exercise now. Like, so it was just really just watching, watching how my body started changing. And I started not to like it. I'm like, and I just didn't want to be in no medicine. I just didn't want to be a 44-year-old black woman with crippled up hands that was like this. And I just didn't want it. I just wanted a different lifestyle. And I felt like either I'm going to get in control now or it's going gonna, it's gonna to be later in life. And then I'm not going to keep it, keep it under control. So it was really just not wanting to be sick. I'm going to be honest. Wholeheartedly. Like when I first <laughs> Okay, I did it for Lent like years ago. I think it was 2015 and I took out all meat. When I when Lent was over, I really wanted to sacrifice. I wanted a better job. And then that's when I ended up getting a job and becoming a teacher. Um, and so I was just kind of like, I don't want to go back to the meat. Because I heard when you go back to it, you get sick once you've taken it out. And it's yeah. been for a while. I was like, well, I don't want to be sick. So people kept like, well, why don't you just go ahead? Lent is over. I was like, nah, I don't really want to be sick. So I just kept with the seafood because I never wanted to get sick. And that's just something like people are like, well, it only takes like two or three days. You'll be sick for two or three days. It's, it's not going to be bad. And I was just like, still, I don't want to be sick. That's just not the type of person I am. Um, but you talked okay. about diagnosis and you talked about fibromyalgia or fibromyalgia. How did that come about? How did that diagnosis come I'm thinking I had, I'm writing, I'm telling you. No, I thought I had carpal tunnel. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can live with carpal tunnel. My back always was, my back always hurt it. My back been hurting for like 
hand, my back and my neck to the point I used to have a special pillow that got like a little hump in it. And my back hurt for about, we've been here for seven years. So I'm going to say about 10 years where the, I couldn't move my neck right. If I sleep wrong, it hurt. My neck always hurt. My husband would always massage it and just always hurt my neck and my back. So I kind of just cropped it up to muscle pain, you know, so I never paid too much attention to it in my back. And then um, I started, my hand started hurting. And my pinky, I don't know if you can kind of see it, but it kind of like got a little bend to it. Yeah, I see it. So it's so I was like, why is my pinky bending bending like this? So I thought it was broke. <laughs> I thought it was broke. I thought I put a ligament. I thought something. So my husband was like, go buy a splint for it. So I just bought a splint. So I was just wearing a splint, but then my whole hand started hurting. I'm like, my hand hurting. So then I um got an arthritis doctor because I was going to my primary doctor. She was looking at, oh no, it's not broke. She like, you got the splint. You got cute little splint. You <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not a feel good doctor, but for real, she was just like, oh it's, oh, it's okay. I'm like, but my whole hand hurt. So I thought it was carpal tunnel. So I went and got some x rays. Then I went to the um, arthritis specialist. She like, in your hand, do this, finish. She was like, oh, you got fibromyalgia. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> then she sent the, the x rays and they said, I have arthritis in my finger. I'm like, arthritis? I don't know why I just felt like I could take carpal tunnel versus arthritis. <laughs> so I'm like, arthritis. But it was strange because I shouldn't say strange. It was God because God had already set me up to start healing me from the arthritis and the fibromyalgia. And I'll be honest, when I looked up fibromyalgia, I'm not trying to offend nobody, but I look at it to me, that diagnosis just to me was not having faith because I was stressed. It's the trigger, stress, past trauma, anxiety, and I was diagnosed with anxiety, a whole bunch of stuff mentally. So I was like, but when I started having my face start changing and I started really praying and reading my Bible and talking to God, oh my Jesus, my back, God gave me a testimony. I'm telling you, I said, still, people were saying that I had a mental breakdown. And I'm, I go to therapy. So, and she said, I asked at the end of my, because I said still for 30 days, like, God told me to sit still. He said, be faithful, do what I asked you to do, and I'm going to give you some testimonies of healing. I know your heart desire. I'm like, you know, my heart desire. I don't even know my heart desire. <laughs> but I had it. And then when I say it, God spoke to me. I'm saying it because there's a voice inside of me that was talking to me. And it's not, it wasn't my voice. So when I said still, I came out 30 days. My neck does not hurt anymore. I still have a little bit of back pain, but my neck is completely healed. Like, I don't have no, I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. My neck don't heal, but I was, God was slowly but surely teaching me how to heal myself. One, having faith and believing and praying and laying and giving it all to him, putting it on his cross, because that's why he died for our sins. So me laying on the cross, oh my Jesus, that's the best thing. Learn that he is my peace and my love. That was the best thing I could ever learn from, I always knew it, but I was just questioning a lot of things in my my 20s and my late 30s until he really said, stop questioning it. I died for your sins for a reason. So I gave him my burdens and he just slowly but surely started healing me. I stopped, I took out meats. I just went to vegetables, I juice. My finger is, my finger was really swollen and it's not swollen anymore. I can use, I can even write before I sit still for 30 days. I can write, I can cut a watermelon. I, I can use my hands. So it was just, it just really showed me that taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and just emotionally healing all. And it, to me, it's not about just going to a spot. 
You know what I'm saying? You can go to a spa and get a bad massage. But to me, it's, to me, it was more a mental journey for me, even where I, I uh, found this guy, Yakin Awakening. And, you know, people got me like, you, you watch YouTube and you get your help from YouTube. And God blessed me with YouTube with the healing. I ain't about to lie to you. Because <laughs> he said that you can really heal, heal yourself. You just got to do the work. And when I'm like, do the work. I started laying in the sun for 15. I was in the sun. I love the sun. I sit and lay in the sun 15, 20 minutes. My son screen in my son house, my screen house. And it just gave me the energy I needed. Girl, I'm talking about it was, I could talk all day about my little uh, spiritual journey, but it was just a blessing for me because I was able to really see the difference of me eating differently. Like I took out meats, I took out sugar, salts. I took out, first I started, it started with, let me say, it started with soy. He said, you want to heal your thyroid and can't eat no soy? I said, soy? Okay. So I'm like, <laughs> I started in just everything had soy in it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's I what made me go to. I took out soy yeah. and gluten too. And I could start yeah. feeling the difference too. And then it really yes. started on looking at the ingredients and stuff that you get. Like every single thing. It's like, okay, well, let me read the label. Let me read the label. What you got in this? What you got in this? What you got in this? And when I saw so much soy and certain things yes. in it, it's so good. You take gluten out yes. of bread, pasta, you'll know the gluten was missing. And that's when you yes. have to get seasoning and bringing up other things just to make that taste still, you know, yes. flavorful. But that soy, and Yakia, I love Yakia. Me and my mom watched a few episodes with him on different podcasts, but I just love um, his education and his way of really yes. um, putting information out there for us in the, the best way possible to make us understand how it affects the body, like how yes. the fruits and veggies really help the body with healing, healing, cleansing, repairing. Yes. And, I, and I think that we didn't have enough of that growing up. We didn't have enough of that um, in conversations with family. We didn't have enough of that in nutrition in school. We didn't have enough of that on TV. Like we can go to YouTube now to be able to consume that. So when you say you go to Yakia and he says, you know, take out the soy, if you really want to heal yourself, what else did you learn from him that allowed you to go into these 30 days really um, intentional with your healing, knowing that you're on the other side of this 30 days that you were going to be okay? Really just his testimony of him healing himself, him healing himself and then his testimony to heal other people. Because I had went to his uh, website before he was charged thousand dollars. I wish I would have logged in and got it before he <laughs> he oh, it like, Okay, he was charging like $100, But I was like, I can do it myself. So, so now I'm trying to get into the right herbs to drink and stuff. But when I first found them, to me, it was it was set up by God. Because I'm like, this black man, you know, I just feel like, and God sent me to read First Corinthians before I even went to start my journey. And First Corinthians talked about people having different spiritual. He give God give everybody spiritual gifts, you know, and I felt like his his gift was the gift of healing. And so I just started researching some things. I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do for myself. Let me see if I can heal. I want to heal myself. I want to go back to that doctor say I heal myself, so I don't need to come to you anymore. Okay, so that was one of my. That's a different type of motivation because when they were telling me, oh, you know, birth control. Nah, if there's no, then I'm not about to just start taking birth control just to take birth control because you feel like it's a hormonal 
you know, therapy or treatment to it. And I was like, yeah. nah, it's not going to cure me. I'm not going the birth control route. So I had my ex excision surgery with a, a specialist so he can get in there and clear out all of the endo that's on my organs yeah. and you know, undo my ovaries and my fallopian tubes and, you know, really get in there and cleanse things up. And I was just like, okay, when I get up out of this thing and it's a true diagnosis, I'm going to be intentional about whatever it is to try to make sure this come back or it doesn't come back as fast. And for me, it was definitely going to be a diet change. Um, it started as yeah. a diet change and it turned into a lifestyle change. And then now yes. I'm just embracing the lifestyle, which I truly enjoy. But it it really, it really goes into like, you don't really need these primary care physicians as much as you yes. think you And a lot yes. of times it's coming to them for like lab work to truly know the numbers of what's really going on. So then you can take that information and apply it to the journey the best way that you know how for you that works for you, as well as like functional medicine, you know, getting that that information, that blood work done. So then you can see what fruits, vegetables, how do they really react with my body? Which fruits and vegetables respond well, which ones really don't. So I don't have to worry about those fruits and vegetables because it's not like all fruits and vegetables are going to be impactful for you and give you the same results yeah. because they're all different, you know? Yes. So tell yes. me about 30 days of fruit. <laughs> Walk me through this journey. How was this fruit and vegetable for 30 days? How did it go? It, to be honest, it went really well because to me it was, I started off as being a, uh, I mean, to be honest, it didn't, I, it didn't really start off to be nothing. It, 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 it just, I had already changed my diet from, I took out meats and soy. And when I took out meats and soy, that was literally almost everything. Bread, you know, honey buns, everything I liked. I was like, I can't eat because it had soy in it. So I really had just automatically switched to, uh, I just really just started eating scallops because that was the only thing I felt like that was good that wasn't getting stuck in my throat. So I was like, hey, okay, I eat this and I'm not feeling like I got to knock it out of my throat. So I just kind of just really did a lot of salads. And then um, I started feeling a little bit better. But then when I start when I got diagnosed with arthritis, I said, let me Google it. I'm like, stop. And so then I started making my own salad dressing because I was loving ranch dressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I just, so I just started. Yeah. Differently. Yes. Yes. So what was your, how did you make your own salad dressing? And then I want to know what's like your favorite salad go-to. And then you can keep I it. just, to be honest, I just, it's just basic. I'm, just, I'm still trying to learn how to eat vegetarian or eat healthier without just cutting out stuff that's really good for me. Because I'm, I was already a picky eater. So now I just do a um, little bit of grapeseed oil, lemon, and um, thyme, and a little bit of um little bit of syrup that doesn't have any corn syrup in it. I got I got this syrup that's like ten dollars. <laughs> so then it's just a little olive oil type of dressing. And then my salad is just lettuce. I don't eat no tomato because they say tomato um I don't like tomato trigger trigger arthritis. So I took out tomato so I just do lettuce, um cucumbers, cauliflower, broccoli, banana peppers, and that's it. And that's why I was, to be honest, that's why I was just eating. And for dinner, I would just do stir-fried broccoli, cauliflower, mushrooms, and then like bell peppers and onions. I ate it with, and I just put a ton of olive, uh, avocado on top because they say avocado uh, makes you gain weight. So in my 30 days, I'm be honest, I went from, I was already small and petite. So I was only like 100 and maybe 25, hitting 125 pounds. 
and I dropped out on the 110. So I guess if my family did see me, they probably thought I was having a mental breakdown because <laughs> I dropped a lot of weight. But that was the best I have ever felt during my 30 days. I went, let me just start from the beginning of my 30 days. I wasn't even trying to do 30 days. I had, um, I was laying on the couch. Yes, I juice. I was like, I juice to this day. All I drink is watermelon juice, apple juice. I was going to, um, was a recipe of Oak Cliff, and I was getting her uh, beet juice that was giving me energy. So her juices. So that's, um, but I just juice. Now I don't drink no processed juice. I barely even drink a lot of water like I used to. So I do more of the juicing. So. The water I know is like harmless harvest coconut water. Like I rarely can do like refrigerated filter water. Like I can't even get into that as much as I would have. I never was a huge yeah. water person, but I can me get into harmless harvest coconut water but other than that I, I love some good juice i actually got um some cucumbers um and some celery in there uh soaking and cleansing now i'm gonna throw some pineapple with that and start that for my week this week with juicing but i absolutely love juicing like juicing just makes me feel so much better like starting my day off with juicing is i don't i don't even really know how to explain it like once you start it's just like it's a regimen that you want to keep going just because you love how it makes you feel and how it yes. does your body. Like even, mm -hmm. even if you don't just sit there and have like stir fry and vegetables and salads for the rest of the day, starting your day off with a good juice. It, it's yes. just like, it's, it's vibrant. <laughs> like, it really, it's like I'm more energetic than my middle school students. Like, in <laughs> yes. like what's going on? And I'm just be like, man, I have my juice today. Or, Hey, don't bring those vibes over here yet. I'm not even done with my juice. Like I, it's yes. like a sacred type of thing. Um, but yes. I, I like that you to the watermelon juice. I love that you, you know, you tap into recipe or cliff. And I think they're beautiful spaces that we need to continue to support um, and even promote and put out there because they're really doing a great job of healing yes, our here and our people. And it's allowing us to just get a good taste of goodness. So then that way yes. we can go and do it ourselves. Because if we get accustomed to being dependent on other people doing it for us, you'll never create that habit for yourself. Yes. And I think that, that's been one of my, my favorite things to do is chopping up the fruits and vegetables and doing it with my mom, doing it with my brother to be able to produce, you know, jars and jars of juice to get me started for the week. Just so I know I got some feel good already. Coming yes. in the week. <laughs> and don't let me just throw a couple of vegetables and stuff in the crock pot like it, it's about to be on and popping like i like that it can be very simplistic but at the same yeah. time very very beneficial um to your body i think that that's what's key for me how did your throat feel after those 30 days of fruits and vegetables wonderful wonderful <laughs> good i'm telling the, the 30 days that's the best i have felt in years i'm talking about when I was in my third days, I was going swimming. Me and my husband were going swimming, bike riding, walking dogs. I was, I was jumped. I was, I had the most energy in my whole entire life. So that's why I like, I'm like, I know I didn't have no mental breakdown. It was a, it was a, a mental breakup. Okay, I don't even know that. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> it was the best I have ever felt in a long time. My back, my back wasn't hurting. My throat wasn't hurting. Now, to, if something hurt on me, I'm telling you, I started asking her, okay, what did we eat last night? What did I eat? You know I mean? What did I eat last month? <laughs> so it was just, it was just a, a spiritual wake-up call for me, mentally, emotionally. It was just a wake-up call that made me realize, Kyle, 
you are what you eat. You you either gonna destroy your body. You can live. God gave you full access to whatever you want with your body, but it's up to you to treat your body like the temple of God and do what's right with your own body. You know, you can eat all that nasty. I ain't gonna say nasty because it's good. So you can eat all that good good food, but it's, if it's destroying your body, I mean, it's just I just don't want to. I just don't want to have a bad life on this earth. You know, I'm like everybody kind of have different outlooks on life, but. I just want to have a good quality of life on this earth while I'm here. I don't want to have where I can't open my own bag of fries, okay? Or I can't cut my own watermelon at 45 or 46, you know? Or yeah, I just want to have a I just want to have a good quality of life while I'm here. And I think that that's key. And I'm gonna ask you why. Why do you want to just have a good quality of life while you're here? Because to be honest, because God want me to. God wanted me, when he said he wanted to give me a testimony, he wanted me to give a testimony to say that you can do it, you can change, but first you have to put me first. First you have to believe. First you got to understand that he gave his begotten son to die for his sins and that he wanted to give me a testimony of true healing by his foods, by his grace, by his mercy. And why do you think that testimony is important? Why do I think it's important? Because people, because um, to be honest, I just feel like, you know, I work for a company where I work with families and a lot of people have taken God and Jesus out their lives. And, you know, I'm not saying that they don't believe, but God is this. You can't talk about God. You can't talk about Jesus. You can't. And then when you do, either people say they get tired, you're talking about them or you talk or they think that it's just fake or you're going to go back. Because I was a sinner, you know, I'm not saying I was I was a perfect person. I was a sinner, but God, once I asked forgiveness, he put me back on his grace and mercy and he told me he was gonna give me testimonies. And my testimony is to spread the word and let people know that you can do it. But it's all about discipline and really wanting to change your lifestyle and wanting to change to be better for yourself. You be better for yourself, you be better for everybody else around you. I realize that now. At first off, I wanted love and I wanted peace. I want everybody else around me. I was angry. And God told me no. <laughs> I was angry and I just realized that having faith in him and just believing in him and he gave me your peace and, and he just gave me a testimony of just true healing of his foods. And his food is is the truth. Yo, and I'm thinking that I'm not in need. My somebody told me eat some chicken, eat some salmon. I'm feeling like maybe I do need to because <laughs> I was getting skinny, you know. So I was like, dang, maybe I do need a salmon. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, but then I found this book. Um, back back to eating. God had put everything in my life. When I look back at my thirty days, my sixty days, everything lined up how I was supposed to. Because I'm, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to eat some meat. Maybe I do need to eat some chicken because I am getting too small. I am getting, you know, but then. Uh, back to Eden. Is back to Eden. Just wrote. Um, yes. Yes. Have you ever heard of it? No, I never heard of it. It's, back to it's a Eden. E D E N. It's is about uh, different herbs you can mix. The it's it's about healing yourself and going back to God's uh, God's remedy of herbs and vegetables and fruits. So I would just in the run up because I came on my thirty days. A lot of my a lot of people was beating me up. I'm not going to say a lot of people. Some people started beating me up saying I was having a mental breakdown. I was 
mentally going through something. I start questioning myself. Am I mental breakdown? But I realized that that was the devil. You know, the devil wanted me to think I had a mental breakdown. And then my husband, we went back to my husband's mom's house and found this book. And I ended up opening it up. And he's saying, you don't need meat for protein. You know, he said, you can eat beans and nuts. And I said, nuts? I like nuts. <laughs> so, so I started eating. And I put on, I put on like, at least, about, at least about seven or eight pounds. So now I'm eating nuts and certain beans to get the protein that I'm not getting from me. So it's just really about... Me, after I came out the 30 days, really just learning, like you said, what fruits work for me, what vegetables work for me, what doesn't work for me, and just learning how to incorporate in my diet. And not, not, because when I, um, I have to tell you that too, I used to sweat very bad at night. I thought I was going through menopause. I'm like, dang, 44? But all my family members, <laughs> but all my family members went through it. Shirt just drenched. Yes, yes. And I took out meats 30 days. I couldn't, I was having this, that's why I said fibromyalgia is a, is a disorder for me of not having faith because once I took out meats and dairy and all that junk, I don't even eat sweets anymore. Once I took that out, I don't have no nice wet. I'm sleeping well at night. I don't eat no sugar, no salt. I'm sleeping the best I ever slept in 30 something years. I used to think I need a nicer job because I couldn't sleep at night. Now I'm sleeping well, but it was just me changing my thought process, me changing my my faith in my walk with God. So everything happened for a reason. So it was a, it was a healing testimony, but it was just for spiritual, mental, and emotional testimony. And all, it was all wrapped in one, but I'm thankful that, because I wasn't going to sit still. I'm like, sit still. I'm like, who is this telling me to sit still? I'm looking around like, who is this? My husband was like, Kyle, do you remember what you, what you said the night before? I said, I remember everything. Cause I was, I was kind of taking a nap on the couch and I, I woke up and I said, babe, he won't let me sleep. He won't let me sleep. And he's like, huh? What? Say so he won't let me sleep. He won't let me sleep. My husband's like, well, he won't let you sleep. Cause he wanted me to check on you. I said, no, nah, he won't let me sleep. <laughs> I'm like, he won't let me sleep, babe. He won't let me sleep. And I just started saying, does that mean I want to die? Do he, he know my heart. Do that, do that mean I want to die? Lord, do that mean I want to die? Because you won't let me sleep. You won't. And I just kept saying, oh, my husband just standing and looking at me like, oh, my Jesus, what's going on with her? And then I just, God just kind of started telling me that I was lukewarm and that he, that I was doing the work of the devil because I was so angry and I was so mad and he know my heart's desire. He was going to heal me. He, he knew everything about me. He was tired of me being lukewarm, that I, but I need to sit still and he's going to give me my heart's desire, he was going to heal me, give me testimony, but I had to be faithful. And I just started repenting, asking for forgiveness for all my sins, and thank you for putting me back on your grace and mercy. And I just, I mean, I was talking to, I was talking to myself, but I, I was talking to God, you know, my husband, that day my husband said, you remember, he probably thought I was having a mental breakdown. Because <laughs> he was like, babe, I was wondering, I was, I didn't know if I should call an ambulance, you know, I don't know. And I was like, I remember everything I said. I said, God told me, he was he was angry with me because I was doing the work of the devil because I, I was angry. I was angry from I was out of after my leg because my job was did something I felt like I was trying to get rid of me. I was angry with my sisters. I was just an angry person. I was angry with my husband. Anything did, I was snapping. <laughs> and so I know what he meant when he said I was doing the work of the devil, because anything outside of love is is the devil's work. So I was like, I said, well, he told me to steal. He told me to sit still for 30 days. My husband was like, 
and I was looking for a job at the time. He's like, well, you need to look for a job. You know, you can't just sit and I do nothing. He said, but what I do is I look for you a job if you decide to sit still. I was like, okay. But then I was kind of hesitant about sit still. I was like, was that really? Because I always kind of question. I don't know if you ever had that inner inner person, that inner spirit talk to you. Like, huh, is that me? My thoughts or is that God? So before I went to my third day, God had sent me to First Corinthians. I called my best girlfriend. I said, hey, I tell you, hey, you know, Something I woke up this morning. And my spirit told me to read First Corinthians. I said, "What do you think? Your when your spirit is talking to you, who do you think that? What do you think that is?" I said, "Is that you? Is that your mental?" She said, "I think that's God talking to you, telling you to do stuff before a rap on, You know, because she's very spiritual. Her parents are so that's who my go to. That's my my best girlfriend." And she was like, "I'm like, uh, well, something told me to read First Corinthians." She's like, "Well, you better read it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I so I started reading it. So do my thirty days. God just gave me a testimony of just pure healing. Like, he really, I had these three dreams. And it was the same three dreams that I was falling down this mountain. And I was hold, trying to hold on to different things to try to grab on the things to hold. And I would just slip and fall. And then I try to grab a watch and I just slip and fall and I wake up. Oh, my Jesus. I slid down this, this hill. I don't know what's going on. And I get up and, t- and I'm so glad that my husband was there for me for my, this, this, the third day testimony because if he wasn't, I won't have nobody to kind of witness what I was going through. So he was like, "That's weird." So the, the second time I had a change, I'm going down this, going down the mountain, trying to hold on to the right. I'm down, going down this mountain with strangers, and we are everybody just sliding and screaming. I hear people falling and screaming. I'm holding on to different rocks, and I'm like, "Dad, what's going on?" And I try to grab a rock, and I'll just slip and fall. My husband said. I got my dad the same dream. I'm going down this hill and I was grabbing on these rocks and I started slipping and falling. And I fell and I woke up. Okay, babe. Uh, you know, okay. The last the last dream I had, I'm going on this mountain, I'm grabbing on these different rocks, and I'm slipping and falling. This guy, these people I don't know falling. I'm hearing people screaming, yelling. Before I fall, I grab onto the huge, this big rock, and I'm bear hugging. I mean, I'm bear hugging it. But I'm not scared. I'm not crying. I'm not upset. I'm at peace. I'm just holding this big old rock and I'm just at peace. I'm just sitting there and everybody's falling past me and this guy is underneath me and he's holding on but he's dangling and he's screaming. I said, well, how much rock do I have? And as soon as I asked him that, I start falling with this rock. But as I'm falling, the rock is breaking. Boom, boom, it's just breaking pieces and pieces. So I hit the ground, I stand up and I hear his voice said, that was, that was the sky. I said, that was, that one the sky, that was God. And I wake up and said, babe, I had the dream, but this time I was right on this rock and I fell and I stood up and I'm like, that's God. He was like, well, you need to go ask, you know, our pastor about this dream and what's going on with this dream. So the next night, this pastor said, God, give me, why do you keep having, what is these dreams about? Why do you keep having me this dream? I went to sleep and I woke up. I said, babe, I got the answer. I, got the answer. I said, God, tell me he is my rock. He is my peace grab on the hem and hold on the hem and put my burden on his cross and he got me. Because all my life, I always, every time I'm upset, mad, I call my sisters, my mom, and talk and ask them their opinions. And, and God tell me, no, stop doing that. Get on your hands and knees and pray. Give it to me and I'm, I'm going to heal you and bless you. And ever since then, I got people mad at me. I ain't talked to since my third day. <laughs> so I was just realizing. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think sometimes we don't realize that when we go on this journey, 
everybody that was with us before won't be with us as we continue to go on this journey. Um, you talked about like toxins before too, you know, and being toxic. Sometimes it's certain people in certain environments that you got to get out of when you're on this healing journey because it won't allow you to get better um, because yes. your environment matters so much from the things people say, the thing, the how people think their values, their beliefs. You talked about it earlier with family and friends talking about you making that shift to more fruits and vegetables. Like why are fruits and vegetables bad? When did they become so bad to where meat just has to be king and reign over sovereignty yes. every single thing that you have? Like, why is that such a hard, uh, a hard concept for people to wrap their mind around getting more fruits and vegetables in and that there's healing within it? You talked about it too with meat, you know, like thinking that that's the only source of protein. There's so much protein and vegetables. Why are you acting yeah. like protein and vegetables, protein and beans? You don't have to have thick, heavy, dead flesh in order for yes. you to energy from a protein source that you feel like you need. Um, if you want to, then that's fine because it's your healing, it's your journey. What works for me, what works for you, you know, yes. is going to work for everybody else. Like you got to find out what works for, for you. But I just love that you you hit on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think yeah. that's that's what's key is that everybody can't go with you and you can't talk to everybody yeah. this journey about what you're doing because everybody is not where you want them to be in order to be able to be of help for you to continue to push you through on um, your healing journey. And that's why we're here. Like, that's why we have episode after episode and we talk to different people about their healing journeys because we want you to be able to get something out of their story that's going to empower you and influence you to take your healing on your own, like to really take it within, own it. Like, don't yes. just say, I'm, a, I'm on a healing journey and I'm following all of these different people on YouTube. No, own your journey. Yes. Own the fact that you want to figure out what, what are these diagnoses that you're telling me about? What are what, what is Yakia talking about when it comes to fruits and vegetables? What is this black OBGYN saying? Nah, you don't need a hysterectomy. You can just do this, that, and the fourth. What are all these other people saying? Tie it in to make it work for you. Try this, try that. Go to Recipe O Cliff. Have some good juice and be like, this thing is good. Yeah, I had Kool-Aid before, but this, <laughs> this beet juice is the new Kool-Aid. Because, man, I had one. Beet, beets, red cabbage or purple cabbage. I don't know which one you call it. Um, carrots, pineapple. Yeah. Girl, that's like that's the best ever. And I'm just like, yeah, it is. And some people can't get with beets because they're too earthy or had that earthy aftertaste. But it's just like how many other things we done had to drink before that had a little aftertaste to it. Yeah. And what we wanted to taste afterwards. But we did it for whatever reason we wanted to, whether it was to get loose or, you know, have a little bit of fun out there in the streets. But it's just like yeah. that beet can be your new Kool-Aid. Like yeah. some of these and fruits and vegetables that you combine and put together, like that thing is lit. And we're not. And I'm not drinking nothing that tastes nasty. Like, that's just what yeah, it is. Like, I, I yeah. got some cinnamon pineapple. And my mama, well, it's not as sweet to, I don't know if you're going to be able to handle Well, let's cut up a little bit more pineapple. Like, I'm not going someplace to not, yeah. you know, enjoy the fruit of my labor of preparing food for me to get in my nutrients. Um, but I think yeah. you talked about, too, that you don't even wear deodorant anymore. And that's yeah. that's a strong statement coming from someone <laughs> I thought it was just like hereditary because my granddaddy would always sweat in his sleep, you know, and then I, I didn't realize that it was a hormone thing. And then where did the hormones come from? 
your food, your dairy, your meats, you're yeah. taking in all the hormones that are now going with your hormone. How are you balancing your hormones? How are you truly, you know, aligning your own hormones when you're taking in all of these other animal hormones at the same time? And so I could see taking out some of that sugar, taking out some of those processed foods, because I would more go low carb more than anything. My body feels a lot better. And sometimes they say yeah. with PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, um, and endometriosis, it's, it's better to go low carb. Um, but you, like you said, less on a processed food. I used to be a beyond meat person when I was transitioning into this lifestyle, because, you know, you still want the burger. You still want yeah. this. Mm -hmm. You start realizing what's all in this processed plant-based food and it's like okay let's throw that out now too and it's yeah. it's, it's a journey and you don't knock people yeah. because you have to find replacements along the way but the longer you keep being intentional on your journey the more you're able to embrace creativity good things yeah. and the vibrant healing that you're looking for and it's not a destination every single day the goal is to continue to feel healthy happy and free it's not to yeah. just live just to be living like it's living with intention so you can be of impact you can be of influence and just like you said you're a testimony you you're here talking to whoever might hear this today tomorrow years from now about your specific journey and that's important that's yes. very very much so important because it is your testimony and you don't know who it's going to impact um but this no deodorant how how was that how how did that go <laughs> It's, it's working good. My husband's like, you need to put some deodorant on. I'm, like, I'm not putting some deodorant on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't really do too much where I feel like I need. <laughs> yeah, I just be a little nervous. Because you know, sometimes stress <laughs> type of, you know, yeah. pheromone pop off. So I hate to be but a schoolmate. Like, woo, Miss Farr, what's going on? Right. Okay. Deodorants, but I really want to get to a place where um, I am really at like no deodorant at all. And I know there are some people, you know, that's already made that transition. And I love it because, again, there's so many different things in these products that we're putting on our body and in our body that are causing these toxins that allow us to get into other reactions and other issues. So you just went straight cold on the no deodorant. You like, you, did yep. you see a YouTube video and was like, all right, I'm done with deodorant, baby. No, I kind of felt like everything, like I'm, I started to be for real trying to transition in my whole house. I started getting plants that work with the air to get all the toxins off the air. I wanted to buy a water filter. I don't want to do it all. But I realized I had to start doing it in increments. You know, we were going to go get that little Water filter thing on our water, but it was like four thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, let me go get one from Amazon. So it just really, to me, it just really just trying to do a whole lifestyle change just to be healthier with inside my little bubble. If I should say, so it was just me, just really just trying to change and just live a healthier, healthier life. Agree, and I think sometimes we feel like when we see things, we just got to do it all at one time. And I think that's yeah. when we get overwhelmed. That's when things yes. don't. That's when we don't really be, we're unable to really see the true benefit of what we're doing yes. and how we're impacting our body. That's just like um, last week we were on a live, the last two weeks we were talking about a magnesium bath. And then we actually took it a few times before we had our next um, live series on our Herbal Tea Thursday lives on um, YouTube. And it was like, this was really relaxing. Like the first time you took it, I was like, let's see how it is when you you take it regularly. Let's try to get in three 
magnesium baths over the week and see how, you know, my body feels. And I think some people try something one time and they expect the immediate reaction. And it's just kind of yeah. like, well, you can't eat a certain way for 30 years, 35 yeah. years, and yeah. then expect to change how you eat for 30 days and expect to see like tremendous results. You're going to see a change. You're going to feel a change in 30 days if you're consistent and intentional on what you're changing that dietary um, lifestyle that you're taking for 30 days, but do it for three months, do three it for months. six months, yeah. for yeah. a year, and really yeah. see from where you started to where you finished to really get an idea of what this lifestyle can really do for you. Like, how could it really benefit you? And I, and I think that's what it is. People are looking at a time frame and they're putting a deadline yeah. on something that has no destination. It's, it's just supposed to be a journey. Like you're supposed to keep going until you keep feeling better every single day and you find more ways to feel better. You find more ways to love yourself. And like you said, too, yeah. it's not just about going to the spa. I just said a magnesium bath. Anytime you take a shower, take a bath, that could be your spa time that you can bring yeah. in some essential oils with that. You can bring in certain, you know, supplement salts and different things into that aspect to truly heal your body in different ways. And I think Sometimes we're not as open to changing some of our routine things that we've been accustomed to doing because we're okay being comfortable. Yes. Yep. And I think that's a problem. So what would you say to your 35-year-old self since most of this didn't start happening until your 40s? What would you have said to your 35-year-old self? about getting yeah. onto a journey that's going to be beneficial for you holistically. What would I say to my 35 five self? That's a good question. Knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. being on the journey that you've been on now, seeing the scares from the throat pain, the long back pain, Pinky thinking it's all broken, <laughs> all of that. What would you tell yourself at 35? Because had you possibly did some different things in 35 and started making some life lifestyle changes, having different alternatives at 35, do you feel like you would have still reached some of the issues that you saw at 44, 43? 42? No. So I would, I would, I would tell my 35-year-old self, To have, to have faith and believe that you are in control of your destiny as long as you believe, first believe in God. Put God first, walk by faith, not by sight, and and take care of yourself. I love and take and, and, and take care of yourself. Because 35, I wasn't worried about not a thing. <laughs> Now tell me, what would you tell, what are you gonna tell your fifty-five year old self? Where do you see yourself? Fifty-five. What you gonna tell your fifty-five year old self? Because I know you. you did gonna, look at you. I can see it in your face. Go ahead. You did a good. You did Age backwards now. Come on, with you did a you did a good job. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for learning that love don't come from nobody but from God and yourself. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for changing your lifestyle, for loving yourself more than you love anything else in this world and believing and having faith. I'm proud of you. 
I love it. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you too. So we know that eating fruits and vegetables is the truth. Yes or no? Yes, it is the truth. Yes, clean them good and really just stay focused because it's 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 like I told my mom, it's hard, but it's it's about discipline. It's about what type of life you want here on this earth. You could have, you could eat what you want to eat and be miserable, or eat healthy and be right and live a good, healthy life. I know it, you know people will say, yeah, I don't know when you're gonna die, and everybody got inspiration. You know they try to make excuses for one when you eat healthy. I'm gonna eat what I want to eat. If I eat, I'm going go back to my husband's ribs. If I eat my husband's rib, I would. But <laughs> but I prefer having a, a life with no pain, no medicine, and just a, a, a better life, a better lifestyle for me. So I, I do the fruits and vegetables with no salt, then a rib with a whole bunch of smacking sauce, smacking smacking mama season and all. <laughs> I think the trick, well, I want to say the trick. I think the hat with um cutting back on the salt is just using other herbs and spices. Yes. Um, one of my uh, first plant-based black chefs was Chef Maul. Um, Maul Eats 954 on Instagram. And he just talked about using so many different herbs and spices. Like he will dash a little bit of like Himalayan salt in it. Um, but I do know people with like heart disease and different, you know, diagnosis that say, I got to get out of, I got to get off the salt. And I think that there's still so much more flavor in herbs and spices than just yes. the salt. We're just accustomed to salt. For some reason, that's what all we really know is we need yes. this to taste salty. We we look for the salt and everything. And as soon as we say, oh, this don't have no flavor, we're really just saying, I need some salt. Like, what are yes. we getting out of salt and pepper? They don't say, oh, you need <laughs> some garlic powder, some cumin. Like, they don't ask you. Yep. Like you said, no slap your mama, come in a little packet in the little plastic bags. Like, none of that. So I really yeah. feel like for those who have to get away from the salt, the half would be incorporate more herbs and spices herbs. because you're yes, going to want the flavor and you deserve the flavor. Also, people say, well, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. You deserve that. You have that right wholeheartedly. Yes. But there are great meals and experiences with fruits and vegetables. Open your mind. Yes. Try different ones. Look at different recipes. There's so many Black content creators out here. Uh, with plant-based recipes, with meals, with restaurants. I wish we had so much more of them um, to support and engage because they are really creating some really good, tasty food. So just because it's fruits and vegetables and it's not your typical flesh and it's your typical yeah. fried food that you want to go for all the time or your heavy, thick cuts of meat, barbecued, smoked, whatever the case may be, there's still really good food in your fruits and vegetables. So make sure you're yes. kind of opening up your mind to really get you a good empowered plate to empower your life. But two yes. questions, last questions, okay. Kyle. Last questions. First question, um, I want you to give a little advice to dads, dads with daughters um, who are trying to help them. You talked about this regarding your period, having conversations or better supporting um, menstrual health for their young girls. I had, um, I have two long sisters that passed away due to cancer. Um, and so now they have fathers that are here, you know, trying to grow them up and do this thing without mom being physically present. And that's normally a mom conversation to have. But as I watch um, Below the Belt, um, endometriosis documentary, I saw a dad really being there 
uh, with his daughter as she was struggling with menstrual pain, chronic pain, um, really be there for her. And I feel like a lot of times dads get left out of that conversation. What are some tips or some things you would say to dads as they try to support and navigate menstrual health for their girls, even when it comes to looking at things that may or may not be normal, or even when it comes to like products as well as foods and stuff to eat? What would you say to them? Um, To dads, to, to, I'll probably tell them to be, to listen, to be understanding, to, to hear your daughter when she tells you about her menstrual cycle, to be compassionate, and then just to kind of research things that you can do or help her like with foods and diet. Cause I didn't realize that when you drink cold stuff, it alter your period and make you have worse cramps. So to me, when I um, do my period, I drink nothing but tea the first two days of uh, my period. I don't drink nothing cold. I'm ready to snap. Huh? Uh, we just, I just do different ones. I did um, the herbs from this um, herb store out here in um, Texas. I want to tell you called the witch store, but they sell <laughs> there's a lot of herbs. So I just my husband do concoctions, and then um, his coworker bring him. And I don't know the name of it. I could ask them; they'll go get it real quick for me. But he makes this tea for me as well. And to me, just being understanding it and being there for them, and not not feeding them junk food because I think a lot of people think that chocolates and and ice cream is the key. And to me, that triggers more of a menstrual uh, pain, so you can't. It's, to be honest, you got to do healthy stuff. I know it's, it's a lifestyle change, but to me, be compassionate, understanding, and hear them when they say, well, I have bad cramps, and not just disbelieve them, because my dad would be like, we have cramps, he just sent us to school. I'm like, we got cramps. So, <laughs> like, what are cramps? I'm like, cramps, like, I want to kill you type cramps. <laughs> so just be more understanding, listening, compassionate, and then just do your research and try to help, and just do your research. I agree. I love that. And so I'm, I'm definitely um, an advocate for herbal teas and I with you too. You don't have to give in to cravings when you're on yeah. your cycle. Say, oh, well, my cycle's on, so I need chocolate or I need this or I need that. Um, emotional eating is real. Um, yes. But and listening to your body cues is important. So if you do want something that, you know, you probably shouldn't have a lot of, then take a piece of that. Just have a piece of that and sit with it, enjoy it, and then move on. Don't feel like you got to eat the whole pack. Don't feel like you got to have a whole serving. Um, just satisfy your hunger cues and then keep it moving. I love the fact that you said eat healthy foods. When you say healthy foods, you're specifically saying more what? Fruits and vegetables. There you go. Because what's healthy <laughs> you might not be healthy yeah. to others. But I think getting in those fruits and vegetables before your period even comes on. Yes. Um, very, very, very helpful, um, as well as having it while your period is on. And I talk to my um, middle school girls about that all the time, especially when they're nau nauseous, um, they're feeling horrible, the cramps are all out of that. What did you eat? What did you have to eat yesterday? What was yeah, for dinner? Yeah. And I can really uh, identify sugar, identify dairy as some of the dairy. main that have caused them to feel the way that they're feeling as they're trying as their body is cleansing. Um, but thank you. Thank you for that. Well, and then the last question. Look, I'm going to say this. The black people do not want to give up that cheese. I've been trying to get my sisters and my mom, and I'm trying to get them off of dairy. Like, my sisters be telling me that my niece has cramps. And I'm like, you got to take out the dairy. I'm like, please do it for at least 30, 60 days. They're like, that's cheese. That's my favorite thing. I'm like, it's my favorite thing, too. But 
dairy, yeah, we, salt, all of that, like yes. sugar and every, like real sugar and almost any yes. and everything. We 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 really have some major culprits that we need to find a way to uproot and throw away. And again, that's opening up your mind to being creative and finding other ways to sweeten things yeah. and flavoring things to a point where we can still enjoy them. Um, even with dairy, like I love cheese. Oh, I yeah, love I do too. Oh, me too. <laughs> Break your arm yeah. right here. Like I am a cheese pick it up, just put it in my mouth type stuff when it came to certain cheeses. Shake it all on my pizza that already had cheese on it. Yes. I love cheese. I love it, but I also love me more than I love the cheese. Yes. And I can find alternatives and ways to still have good food experiences without having the cheese on my plate. Um, and I the last question would be, okay. <clears throat> if you could have a meal with any historical figure, who would it be and what would you all have to eat? Historic. That's a good one. <laughs> Historical figure. It mm. could be anybody. It would be. Historical figure. I'm gonna say Harriet Tubman. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> what would y'all have to eat? Tell me about this empowered plate. Break it down for the underground. We would have, because uh, this is what I've been dying to have for the longest, a uh, mushroom beet burger with, uh, instead of having toasted bun, we have it with lettuce, just lettuce as the bun with some um, pickles and onions. And some sweet potato fries. <laughs> That's not deep fried. What y'all gonna drink? We're gonna drink that Kool-Aid from we're gonna drink that Kool-Aid from Recipe Oakland that beets and that pineapple. <laughs> well, I think carrot uh, Kool-Aid because it gives me energy. So we're gonna need some energy so we can talk all night about her helping us get, get, get from the, yeah, from the, Doing whatever yes. it takes to get us where we need to go. So she gonna need an empower plate because she was definitely. Yes, okay. So, yeah, I'm definitely on. It. I love that. Okay. Yes. All right. So, Kyle, what I would love yes. for you right now is just drop some encouragement, some encouragement, some words of motivation for anyone out there um, that is starting their own personal healing journey or nervous about what this is going to look like for them um to take because it's all about their healing is their journey so i really want you to just leave them with some encouraging words um for them to either embark on it or keep going sis with their journey um first i'm going to start off by letting you all know that god gave me a testimony so i can speak the truth and be honest that eating fruits and vegetables and juicing is the truth and is the way to the way to go if you want to help your lifestyle. So it's just all about discipline and just encouraging yourself and believing that you can do it, that you can do it because you want to have a healthier lifestyle and don't give up because every day is gonna be a struggle, especially you still cooking for <laughs> regular food for your husband. Okay. But it's it's gonna be a struggle, but as long as you keep the faith and believe and, and have a goal of want to be healthy each and every day, you will start seeing the results. You're not gonna see them overnight. 
But as long as you keep on going, you're going to see results and you're going to be happy and you're going to be proud of yourself. And you're not going to want to go back to the 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 used to be normal uh, diet for you because you're going to get used to eating no salt and no sugar. And it's going to be a good lifestyle change, but you have to encourage yourself and just have discipline. Know that it's going to be tough days, but anything that's tough is worth working for. Anything that's hard is is worth working for. And then you will see the results of having a healthier Healthier, healthier lifestyle. And then you just have a testimony for the next person about help them in their journey. Like I told my mom, my mom was diagnosed with diabetes and I don't want my mom to die. I don't want my mom to get no toes cut off. No, I don't want that. So I started this journey to show her that it's possible that you can literally help heal yourself by changing your lifestyle. So I just encourage anybody just to try it. Even if it's for 30 or 60 days, just try to see if you feel better. If you feel better, keep going. And then share your testimony, your journey to help the next person. I love it. And I like the fact that you said if anything works and you see any change and you feel even just a little bit better to just keep going. Um, Because it is you're going to have highs and lows. You're going to have to figure out what fruits and what vegetables work for you. Um, you're going to have to get creative on figuring out what to put on your plate. So it's not a, a salad every single day when you like diversity and you're used to diversity, especially when, yeah. like you said, you're preparing meals for other people, whether it be kids um, or your partner. So I love that part. Like, just try it. And if you see just an inch, just an inch yeah. of something good or beneficial for you or you feel better about something to just keep going. And it doesn't have to be this extremeness every single day, but just keep being intentional about one meal or two meals that you're getting out of the day. And that sooner or later is going to come into a routine for you because you're going to gravitate more towards something that is more vibrant, that is helping you feel good, that's helping you feel good about yourself, let alone helping your body do good for you so you can continue to do more. Um, So I I love that. And I thank you for um, just blessing the listeners of this episode with being able to be motivated. And like you said, you want your mom to know that there's power um, within yourself to heal and reverse this ease um, in your life and to better manage signs and symptoms. The same for me when it comes to um, my family and my friends, I want them to know that it is possible. Um, And so that's why I continue to um, blast the airwaves with- Yes, I love it. (laughs) Um, just so people can know it is possible and people that look like us, yeah. people who've been diagnosed with certain things and doctors have told us this or that, that is power in us to be intentional on our healing journey because, you know, yes. what it is. But we got this thing because the goal is to yes. continue to be healthy, happy and free every single day. Every so. single day. Yes. So that concludes. Man, I'm glad that you came through. We got a. Uh, Thank you for having me. Together, man, it's been an absolute. Yes. Pleasure. You're willing to come on and be invisible, being vocal, but most importantly, um, being influential with your story, with your testimony, uh, with your diagnosis. Because a lot of times, people don't like to talk about um, what they've been diagnosed with, but we know that that doesn't define us. That doesn't make us who yes. we are. Um, it's just how we respond to these things to make our life intentional um, that allows us to continue to have empowered plates and then empower yes. our life. So we yes. got this. 
So thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of Empower Plates, Empower Lives. If you're not all the way already following on um, YouTube, it's four vibrations, two, three, four, seven for the video version of the podcast. Um, or you can search Empower Plates, Empowered Lives on all podcast distribution platforms. Um, if you are on a distribution platform, please give us a review and a comment. And if you are on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. But importantly, keep vibing, baby. We love y'all. Yes. Be easy.